time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Commonplace, if somewhat grim, unsocial event known as a necktie party. The guest of dishonor, a cowboy named Joe Caswell. Just a moment away from a rope, a short dance several feet off the ground. And then the dark eternity of all evil men. Mr. Joe Caswell, who, when the good Lord passed out a conscience, a heart of feeling for fellow men, must have been out for a beer and missed out. Mr. Joe Caswell, in the last quiet moment of a violent life. Episode 26 of The Twilight Zone was the execution, and we go from uh, astronauts landing on Mars last week uh, to uh, a time-traveling cowboy in, uh, in this one. I mean, you know, obviously The Twilight Zone was an anthology series and all, but they talk about covering a lot of ground. The um, Yeah, I think we've, uh, I, I think early on, uh, I've, I've said like, you know, every, every five or 10 episodes, it, there either seems to be an astronaut in the old West or a cowboy in space. And here we are. Yeah. I'm traveling cowboy. And, I, and I'm not sure uh, when, I'm not sure when it's supposed to be at the beginning, but uh, it, it's the old West safe to say. And uh, we, we first meet uh, this guy named Joe, who's about to be hanged for murder. Um, but, uh, right, right. As they're about to put on a show, uh, the, the, the guy disappears. He's gone. Just poof, gone. <laughs> and, uh, he finds himself in 1959. So for the twilight zone present day, of course, in the laboratory of, uh, of the professor from, uh, Island. I, I think that this is probably the role that typecast Russell Johnson as a professor. I think so. Yes. Um, but uh, so, so he explains that he used a, a time machine to, uh, to pluck Joe from, from the past. And uh, I, I, I think he just assumes that Joe is a, a normal uh, run of the mill guy uh, until he sees that there's like rope burns around his neck. And then he's like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done this. I've killed 20 men. <laughs> Ooh, well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. But you got to go back. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure what the, how the professor thought that that uh, was going to end when he's, Oh, I didn't know you killed 20 people. I'm going to send you back to where you came from. <laughs> I don't know how he thought that was going to end well for him. Do you think like, uh, in his time machine, it just plucked somebody random, or he was able to see who he was choosing. I'm thinking it had to be somebody random because, um, you know, I know that uh, justice wasn't quite as organized in 1880 as it is now. No, actually, now it's not that organized, but but especially in 1880. Uh, so so it was possible that somebody could uh, could be hanged for a crime and probably not actually necessarily uh, deserve it mm-hmm. um but you have to think if i'm going to pull a rando a rando from 1880 or yeah i think it was 1880 um uh i'm going to not pull the rando who has a, a noose around his neck 
<laughs> so I'm guessing it wasn't random. Yeah, he probably couldn't see. Yeah. Which, you know, you think about it, the, the odds of actually just happening to pull a guy with a noose around their neck about to be killed. That's like winning the lottery. I mean, it's about the same as picking, you know, somebody who's going to, you know, make you famous or be your be your next uh, romantic partner. And, you know, from uh, uh, from the uh, from Joe's point of view, um, you know, it's interesting that uh, uh, here he's a, a ne'er do well who's given a second chance. And what does he do? He immediately decides, oh, you know, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> You know what? I'm at 20 right now. Let's make it 21. Oh, uh, yeah. Poor, poor, poor Professor Mannion. Um, he's he's gone. Yeah. And then uh, um, so ba- basically uh, it, it, in another example of a Twilight Zone character acting a slightly overly dramatic, <laughs> uh, ba- basically all the bright lights and noises just annoy him so much that he decides he wants to go back. Oh God! I do like I do like how uh, Serling calls this an, uh, a necktie party. Yeah, I I did no- notice that uh, right at the beginning. Um, I'm not sure you could get away with that today. <laughs> no, probably not. It's not quite like blazing saddles territory, but I, I don't think you could get away with, uh, with that. <laughs> no, definitely not. You pass the censors, and uh, you know, I know I know. You know, Sterling occasionally had issues with uh, with network censorship. I, I I think he'd probably have a harder time today. <laughs> the um, you know, we've we've talked about having too much story to fit in, like with um, what's the the second episode where the uh, the the salesman saves the girl's life. Uh, one for the angels. <laughs> Thank you very much, as always. Um, you know, the, she's recuperating by getting hit by a truck in just in her living room because they didn't have time to like rush her to the hospital and like you know stuff like yeah. that. This really medical science in the in the late fifties was just a, a lot more advanced. <laughs> you could you could recuperate from the comfort of your own home. Um, you know, it's the fifties. He's practically using leeches, but yeah. <laughs> Right on her couch. With with this, it's uh, they had they had a solid five minutes of material that they stretched into twenty two. Yeah, like, like literally, it was. Hey, what if uh, what if a, 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 a desperado from the from the eighteen eighties suddenly appeared in in nineteen fifty nine? Oh yeah, it's a great idea for a story. And then they had to write one, and they're like, "Oh, this is tougher than I thought." <laughs> Uh, so you know the the ne'er do well goes back to the uh, lab to try to uh, figure out how to how to make his way back home, and I, and I get that like at that point he didn't have a whole lot of options. No, um, but what did he think? Like I'm going to figure out how to use this time machine uh, all by myself. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I I just don't know. I would I would just stay in in you know what's now present day. Yeah, I I would assume that uh, I'm I'm stuck here, and uh, I might as well get to learn to live with all the uh, the bright noise and the lights and, uh, and and everything else, and you know. Uh, but but then he he's actually like yelling at the scientists to try to, you know, send them back. <laughs> so, well, maybe 
shouldn't have killed him. So, <laughs> make you rethink any of the uh, other twenty people you killed. Think this through, Joe. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then, irony of irony, another ne'er do well shows up. <laughs> what were the odds? <laughs> And then, uh, um, and then, uh, 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 so, uh, and, and I think I, I'm not sure if, if Sterling wrote this. We could actually uh, look that look this up right now. But uh, it, it is a good example of um, you know a, a bad person getting their their comeuppance because uh, first of all, Joe uh, gets killed by the ne'er do well and actually gets. Str- Gets strangled, so uh, you know basically uh, things kind of evened out there. Yeah, basically what <laughs> what his fate was back in eighteen eighty. Right, exactly, and then um, and then the, uh, the the thief ends up uh, going back in time and, and getting executed instead of uh, instead of Joe. <laughs> I think everybody pretty much pays the price. Um, you know what? Even Professor Mannion don't 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 screw don't don't screw with time. <laughs> Don't, don't play God, Professor Mannion. What's wrong with you? Exactly, exactly. What What do you have to answer to the the, the families of the twenty men that Joe Caswell murdered? Yeah, um, that's uh, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't play God and invent time travel. I mean, <laughs> you can learn that from this Twilight Zone episode or from my novel Righteous Might, available from Eckhart's Press. There you go on Amazon.com. Yes, e- ebooks available on Amazon.com. <laughs> um, and and uh, what do you think? How do you think the, the people in, um, in in 1880 would have reacted when uh, when this guy from the future just shows up in the in the news and 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 starts? Uh, start in- They'd be like, "Well, we were we were told there was going to be a hanging." So, <laughs> in future clothes. Well, they they kind of, um, you know, they talk about like, you know, did we just did we execute an innocent man? And it's it's kind of like, you know, a, an indictment of the death penalty a little bit because it's like, well, <laughs> um, you know, we're I mean, obviously they, they had evidence against Joe um, with uh, country justice in 1880. But um yeah, they're all very, all very shocked to see the uh, to see Paul's body, and uh, in future clothes, and it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would just, I, I would probably try to uh, just recreate uh, time travel. Surely they didn't just guess it was time travel, though. Oh no, I, I'm assuming they did. Like immediately, that would be the first thing that pops into your head. <laughs> I mean, it's 1880. H.G. Wells had already like written a book, right? Uh, you know, I, I he may have already uh, already written that. Let's, uh, you know, I've I've got the Google machine here. Let's, uh, let's, let's fire it up. Ooh, maybe not. He was born in in 1866. So unless yeah. he wrote it at 14, uh, it was written in 1895. So not quite. Do you think H.G. Wells was in the crowd of this hanging, and this is what? inspired him to write the time machine 14 years later well sean hg wells was british <sighs> uh, so do you think hg oh, just- wells was on vacation in- <laughs> well in in, uh, in 1880 people didn't really go on vacations uh, across the country just for fun 
it's actually, it's actually a lot like now. Like, like you could, in theory, you could, you could go places, but it's, it's not a great idea. And you want to, you want to stay like within probably about a hundred miles of where you live. I do, I do, I do enjoy how you say they didn't go on vacation for fun. So, so like, ah, oh, I got to go on vacation. Just a sense of duty. Yes. I, I'm required to go on vacation now. For my country. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, I, I would say it was bleak, terrible time to be alive, but uh, like I said, we're basically doing the same thing right now. So. <laughs> oh man! Oh, um, I, I this this again. I, I I actually really enjoyed these last two episodes. Um, the uh, you know I, I talk a bunch of trash about uh, cowboys in space or astronauts in the old west, but. Um, I, I really enjoyed both of them because it's it's that it's the classic like Twilight Zone, not necessarily a twist, but like you know, it's, it's the old TZ switcheroo. Yeah, it it, it is, and uh, you know, th- this one theoretically there are cowboys involved, but they they don't play all that much of a role in this story. So they don't. Yeah, it, it, as far as uh, you know, other cowboy related episodes it the the cowboy quotient is actually quite low in the point <laughs> um so we think walter jameson was actually one of the uh was, was one of the deputies at this hangar i wouldn't be surprised he was there he's he, yeah i mean he's been around for 2000 years so yeah um <laughs> so, so let, let's just say that you're in a uh you're in a situation where just suddenly the drop of a hat, you're, you're transported uh, about 80 years in the future. Um, you know, much like we talked, we talked about in escape clause that he, uh, you know, when he makes his deal with the devil and he, um, you know, he's immortal, he gets bored with it and, and starts killing people rather quickly. Um, so, so you're transported 60 years in the future, you know, not, not even, you know, you're, you're not even a, a, a murderer the way that Joe Caswell is. It, it's just you. It's, it's, it's Sean being transported 80 years in the future. You don't know me. I could be a murderer. Uh, do you think that uh, uh, you would murder someone uh, more or less quickly than Joe Caswell does? Probably a lot less quickly. Um, I like to think that I could, uh, I could just adapt like people, I mean, 80 years, I think the difference between 2100 and 2020 is a lot. There's not going to be that much of a difference uh, compared to 1880 to and, and 1960. Well, we'll have to revisit this, uh, this podcast episode in 2100 and see when I am what? 117. <laughs> But in Twilight Zone terms, you'll still only be 36. <laughs> oh, God, I can only hope. Yeah, I, uh, I, think, I think I could probably adapt. If you were magically transported into the year 2100 and, like, let, let's say it's, it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's what everybody, like, uh, in, like, crappy science fiction movies, flying cars, uh, hovercrafts, um, <laughs> You know, at this point, I'm assuming we still won't have flying cars in 2100. Probably not. Probably not. Seems like a lot. Um, do you think you would be able to adapt? Uh, I think so. I, I don't think that, uh, you know, like, you know, to, to your point, 
Like there's so much that, you know, between 1880 and 1960-ish, there's like so much that you wouldn't have any concept of. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like... Cars, TVs. Things like electricity, you know, maybe you could wrap your head around what a car is after somebody told you, oh, it's like a carriage except without a horse. Eventually, you'd, you'd kind of figure that out. Yeah. Uh, but there's a there's a lot of technological advancements that you just wouldn't have any like frame of reference for. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, maybe this is just uh, just ego talking, but I feel like in our modern world, we've uh, we, we've gotten to a point where like there wouldn't be so much that would be completely new. It would just be were improved versions of what we already have. Like, I remember there's some episode of The Simpsons. I don't know if it's the one where, like, Lisa becomes president. Um, but it's it's in the future, and Marge is talking to the kids on uh, on, a, on a video phone. Mm-hmm. And I just remember seeing that. I'm like, yeah, right. That'll never happen. And, like, you know, how often have we been – I don't know how many Zoom calls you do a day. but Or, like, FaceTime or anything like that. But, yeah, yeah, but – Still, I don't. I don't think uh, you know. With with video calls, I don't think that's. I don't think that's ever really going to be a thing in the way that people imagined it would be. Because I, I think that you know, when you, when you look at like two thousand one, a space odyssey, like you get the sense that that's just how people, yeah, talk on the phone all the time. Yeah, that's really going to be the case. I mean, it's, it's going to be an option for people in certain situations, but that's never going to be like the primary way people talk to each other. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People don't even talk on the phone anymore. They just text now. Yes. Man, we're going to make great old men. <laughs> we really are. And uh, hey, today. you know, you could uh, explain texting to, uh, to Joe Caswell by just saying that it's uh, it's like a telegram, except you don't have to tap it out. <laughs> or you do. Well, actually, yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> Telegram. Uh, you're getting on this little device in your pocket instead of uh, having to walk down to the Western Union. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Joe, when you walk into the Western Union store, don't shoot the person. Just ask them for the telegram. Just be nice. Yeah. So uh, ba- basically, I think what we're what we're getting at here is that uh, Joe Caswell is kind of a scum. It's kind of a scumbag. That's, oh yeah, for sure. Everybody deserves what what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. Except for the professor, I, I mean, you know, we joke about him playing God and inventing time travel and everything, but he—that I don't feel like that deserves a death sentence. Yeah, maybe not. He was just trying to make the world better. I mean, don't kill him. Strand him on a desert island. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then you'll be fine. Uh, speaking of uh, of, of people uh, getting their comeuppance, uh, next week uh, we have the big tall wish. Which um, that, uh, that that that's that's kind of somebody getting their comeuppance. Sure, it's a it's something that that I I, I think I, I might skip over a lot, but uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, it should be good. We'll talk about it next week. This is November 1880, the aftermath of a necktie party. The victim's name Paul Johnson, a minor league criminal and the taker of another human life. No comment on his death save this. Justice can span years. Retribution is not subject to a calendar. Tonight's case in point. In the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?